When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here, and we're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Very excited because we have Dave Carruthers, who is the CEO of Vox Potme. And I'll tell you more about that company in just a moment. Before we get started, a couple of quick announcements. If you've listened to the show, and I know you have, you know what they are. If you've got an amazing story, please share it with me on any of the social media channels. And if you have a question, use the hashtag AskShep, and I'll answer the questions you send in either there in the social channel, and whether it's Twitter, Facebook, you name it, I'm there. Or you can, uh, you might hear the answer right here on this show or my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home, that can be found on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Prime, C-Suite TV. And you can go to beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv and watch episodes there. We have some amazing interviews with authors, experts, business leaders. I hope you join us there as well. So with that in mind, let's jump into our interview. Dave Carruthers, as I mentioned, is the CEO of Vox Potme. And I learned that that is uh, actually the pronunciation, or the pronunciation is Vox Potme, but the definition is voice of the people in what ang- language, Dave? In Latin. You know, in Latin, voice of the people. Much, Vox yeah. Potme. All right. That, so you learn more than just great customer service ideas here. You learn foreign language as well. <laughs> we do it all on Amazing Business Radio. Seriously, Dave, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. And if you can't tell, Dave has this amazing accent. He lives in Park City, Utah. You can tell by the accent, right? Where are you originally from? Yes, yeah, so I grew up in England uh, for 30, 32 years and then yeah, moved to the U.S. about six years ago as part of uh, the growth and expansion of Oxbot Me. Wow. And I just want to know what got you to Park City just because it's so crazy beautiful out there? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an amazing place to live and, and raise a family and was always kind of into into snowboarding and mountain sports. And um, we actually, you know, Salt Lake and Utah has become a bit of a hub of customer experience. Obviously, Qualtrics are based here and in right. moment and a couple of other companies as well. So we had a couple of partnerships in with companies in the in the region and moved out for a year to to expand the business and was supposed to go home and uh, convince my wife that we should stay for a couple more years. And uh, yeah, just just recently got the green card. So very much kids are in school and, and very much uh, all in on U.S. life. Well, congratulations. So let's talk about Vox Pop Me and what we can learn. Uh, we're going to talk today about something called voice of the customer. Now, this is a term that's been banter around for a number of years, but it's basically listening to what our customers are saying. And your company, Vox Pop Me, Latin for voice of the people. I wonder if, what the word customer is in Latin. Uh, probably not nearly as exciting as the word me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I love it. Um, so really what we want to hear about is voice of the customer. So let's start with this question. Simple. What is your definition of what voice of the customer is? VOC. 
Yeah, so I think I think as you say, it's been banded around a lot and, and kind of misused for a while. But I think really it's that overall ability to hear directly from the customer about all aspects of their experience, their journey, in order to make continuous improvements to kind of all areas of that experience. So I really think if if done right, it should be a huge guiding force for any business. Yeah. Now I'm going to give your company a plug. Um, and that is that I believe that there aren't many uh, solutions like yours out there when it comes to gathering feedback. There's lots of ways uh, to get uh, feedback. And by the way, you mentioned Qualtrics is in, in Salt Lake City as well, which is one of the great companies out there that specializes in doing surveys. But what makes your solution different is that it's video based and not like your typical survey that goes out. So share with us some insight to that. Yeah, I mean, what we really thought about is, you know, all customers want to feel heard. They want to feel like their opinion matters and that they're not just kind of um, providing feedback, which goes off into a, into a black hole. And, and many times, and I'm sure, you know, many of the listeners have all, you know, they've stayed at a hotel, they've bought a new car, whatever it might be, and they get asked to take a, a survey. And it's a lot of questions, a lot of pages, and, you know, 30 minutes later, you're still, still going. And what we really wanted to do- By the, was, by the way, I zone out. I yeah. zone out usually after three questions these days, but I used to exactly. give, you know, if I love a company, I'll take the 15 minute survey unless, and it drives me crazy. They ask it again, the next time I'm there. And again, the next time I'm there mm-hmm. and that drives me crazy. And I just won't answer it. Yes. Yeah, so I think what we've done is we've, we've over-indexed on surveys and, and don't get me wrong. Surveys are a fantastic mechanism for capturing feedback and, and kind of aggregating that. And that quantitative measurement is, you know, you can get charts and trends and, and, and really kind of analyze the data. But if you really want to understand our consumers and, you know, the genesis of the company was the brands that were going to win were those that could really understand their customers the most, the ones that could get close to close to customers. And we see it time and time again, lots of data comes out of the surveys because, but because it is all numbers and kind of line graphs and things like that, senior executives and stakeholders ignore it. All of a sudden you've got a three minute video clip of 10 loyal customers all talking about the same problem and their frustration with that, that part of the experience, it creates empathy. And when empathy uh, is created, that helps to drive action. So I do think that by using video, we're humanizing feedback. We're making it really, truly the voice of the customer rather than the survey of the customer uh, and, and really trying to amplify um, the customer's voice across everybody within the organization. Yeah, and ultimately, it, you think with video, it's voice and face, but what your solution does is fascinating in that, uh, it, number one, it's push the red button to record and it prompts questions for you to answer. But what's really cool is that you're using artificial intelligence to take those answers and put them into the right places, the right categories, the right ratings. You're also getting verbatims, uh, which are the exact words that customers are using. And again, these can all be separated and divided and sent to the appropriate departments, people, and leadership that needs to hear this information the right way in a very quick and easy and painless process. Yeah, 100%. I think what we saw with, with video, it just solicited that richer response from, from, from customers. You know, when you compare just that text box on a survey, you'll maybe get three or four words. Uh, with video, we're getting 45 to 90 seconds. People are being really articulate about what it was they loved, what it was that was a challenge for them, what it was. You think about interactions with customer support agents and things like that, being able to actually articulate what the problem is. We've seen clients able to deal with clients faster, delight clients better, 
better because now they truly understand what the problem was. Yeah. Is there an issue with uh, privacy with uh, this solution? Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, privacy is always a, a huge concern and, a, you know, a growing area that, you know, more, there's more and more interest in. And I think with everything that we're doing, it's always opt-in. It's always something that someone can choose to to do. Um, so with, with that in mind, you know, if someone would prefer to remain anonymous, they can choose to leave leave text so they're never forced into into doing the video and then obviously with all the kind of uh laws around gdpr and data retention we're, we're compliant with with all of those as well so mm-hmm. you know I, I think the benefits definitely far outweigh the the privacy concerns and i think the best companies in the world are meeting customers where they are and allowing them to provide feedback in a medium that matters most to them some for it might be video others it might be sms chat some it might be Discord groups, email. You know, I think I think that's you know the big challenge for CX practitioners right now is there's so many channels of communication, so many wow. channels of interaction with a brand. Is how do you provide a consistent brand experience across all of those? And that was actually going to be my next question. Was like the biggest challenge they have, especially in learning what their customers are thinking, is that there's so many different channels, so many different ways to go about getting data and information. Um, let's see. I would say I, I was going to ask you what's the very best way, but I'm sure that you would say video and Vox Pop Me. But seriously, let's take uh, the top three ways to gather uh, insights from your customers. What would they be? Yeah, I mean, I think when you're when you're thinking about about gathering that, I think anything that can be in the moment is key and critical, like real real time feedback. Um, and the reason is because the, the longer between the longer the time period elapses between giving the feedback and the experience, the more it kind of blurs into a kind of overall thing. So anything that allows for 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 real time um, feedback. Then I think it's flexibility. So again, it's as you say, yeah, we were big believers in video. Obviously, that's kind of a given. But I think it's more about giving the choice back to the consumer when they can give feedback, how they can give feedback. Um, you know, again, a lot of this is kind of transactional. You know, hey, you just did this, and we're not we're not learning, right? As you said, Shep, you know, you you get the same survey the next time you do it, and the same survey again, and it's like, well, haven't I just answered this? I've told you what I what I know. So I, I think it's it's real time, it's flexibility, and then I think it, it's about that evolving to you know we're all we're seeing this big trend of personalization, but we haven't really seen that in CX, right? We're all still getting exactly the same survey. So how can we start to take what I already know about you and the experiences you've had and what maybe didn't work in the past or you know maybe last time you thought X was bad and how do you feel about it now? Has that improved? So I think you know evolving that and I, th- I think just a level of sophistication. Right now I think um, many CX. Um, customer experience practitioners are struggling because they're, you know, stuck in a kind of measurement only mindset. It's, yeah, know, let's just measure this. Well, you know, the, the role of the job isn't to just measure stuff, it's to drive change, to improve customer experience, not just to measure customer experience. So, you know, as you, as you start to improve things, you can start to justify more ROI for these programs because you're showing actual kind of business impact rather than, hey, we're spending a lot of money to tell our executive team the MPS scores 58. I, I, I love the idea of the personalization. I, I won't tell you the company, uh, but their initials are clear. Okay, and who is clear? <laughs> clear is a company that I absolutely love. Uh, they are the ones that allow me to go to the airport yep. and because they have my 
information on file. They could look, do a retinal scan, and I get to cut in front of all the long lines at TSA. Uh, they are also expanding into arenas and things like that. But here's what I've learned. Every time I use Clear, I get a survey. Every time. Uh, or at least it seems like it's every time. Good news is that survey is extremely short. Okay, so, I mean, it's probably less than 20 seconds. And I appreciate that, which is why I'm more compelled. But wouldn't it be cool if they said, hey, it's been 10, we, you know, if they are able to see, I'm traveling. Well, I was until the pandemic anyway. I was traveling every week and now I'm back to traveling quite often. I think they can see, hey, it's been 10 times since you were last with us. We're just checking in. How do we do the last time? I would be really inclined to answer a personalized mm -hmm. ask like that more so than getting one every single time. I go to my car dealership and they send me the same darn survey every time. And it's a long one. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if they said, I know you've answered this before, the questions are different. Please take a few moments to, to do this. I would be more inclined just the idea of personalization, which, which is a great takeaway. So thank you for that. Cool. Yeah. I think the car dealership is a great example. That was one of my big frustrations and, and, and led us to, you, um, you know, setting up this medium was, you know, I purchased a car and got that long survey and all of the questions I was like, okay, next page, I'm sure it's going to have the question about the thing that I really felt passionately about. I got, you know, through question 67 and hadn't been asked it, yeah. it was an opportunity <laughs> to really share my biggest frustration. And, you know, this is a large ticket item purchase. It, it again, just, it, it was like, it, the, it was coming at it from the wrong way. It was all about what they wanted to know rather than what I wanted to tell them as a customer. And I think yeah. that's where we've got it wrong right now. Right. Hey, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to go back to number one on your list, which is timing of the survey, when the right time to do that is. And then I've got some other questions. We are talking with Dave Carruthers, the CEO at Vox Pop Me. We're talking about surveys and his solution is about video survey, which is really cool. We're coming right back after this short break. Don't go away. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert, and I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll Be Back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Dave Carruthers, and we're talking about surveys, and we just got finished uh, hearing from you your three thoughts, timing of the survey, flexibility, and how you deliver it, and, and the customer receives it, and they get to choose. Do they want to do the video? Do they want to do it by typical, traditional click a box, text, whatever. We give them a choice and your great idea of let's personalize it so they know that, hey, since your last time you were here or we know you're a regular customer, we're not sending you the same survey, allows people to, to really uh, understand that maybe uh, they know who I am and they are listening to me and paying attention to me. But I want to go back to timing of the survey. This is a question that is asked, I get asked all the time. 
as a customer service experience expert, like when should we send the survey and, and you know, when is too far, when is too close? You know, um, there was, uh, I don't know if you saw this recently, and I'm, I'm not going to mention the brand, it wouldn't be fair, but there was a woman and her granddaughter staying in a hotel. And in the middle of the state, they rated the hotel and they gave it a three out of five star rating. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? No, I haven't. Seen you know what happened? No. The hotel kicked the guests, the grandma and their daughter out of the hotel for giving them a bad rating. And wow. they actually, she thought it was a joke. And then the police knocked on the door and said, man, the hotel wants you to stay somewhere. And apparently just complete miscommunication. It's like she called to complain that the toilet wasn't flushing right and that this was wrong and nothing was getting done. And so she went on and she raided them. And then uh, then the ownership or management said, look, we're going to give you your money back, but you got to get out of here. We don't want you here anymore. It was just one debacle after another. Anyway, I digress. When is the right time to send a survey? Yeah, I mean, I, from from my perspective, I think it's as close to the the that moment of truth or the key part of that experience that that matters. I think with that with that hotel example, I think that's it's a great idea to have a survey sent in the middle of the stay, right? You know, is 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 everything okay? Are we performing? Because at that point, you know, if you do it when I've left, like I've already had that bad experience, right? And often, how many times have you had a bad experience with a restaurant, but they've gone out of their way to make it right? And overall, despite a slight hiccup, maybe at the start, your your kind of score of that restaurant is probably still an eight or a nine, even though if you'd have been asked at the point where it went wrong. And, and often the times, you know, we're all, and I think COVID has made us a lot more accepting of different things and struggles and labor shortages and things like that. You know, I think we're all, you know, at, at heart, good, good people who, you know, want to see good, have good experiences. And if someone tries to do the right thing, even if something didn't go right first, we're appreciative of that. So I wish me, that were true. Yeah. I, I mean, you and I think very optimistically, but yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a great article that was recently in the New York Times that said, uh, actually, I might have the article here, uh, but it had something to do like the whole world is being put on on un you know like unreasonable hold times, and we're all becoming frustrated, and people's tempers are shorter than ever. Mm-hmm. And I believe certain customers that is absolutely true, while others are recognizing the problems. And then we're all victims of something that's happening in the world today called skimpflation, which is not my term; it's a term that just been coined back uh, in December on. Uh, NPR's some business show, somebody called it skimflation, where we're forced to skimp on services because we have a labor shortage, cost of goods are rising, and, and therefore we can't, we, we want to offer the same levels of service, but we're not able to do so. So we become victims of, you know, just not being able to provide what we used to provide. But back to the timing idea, it does drive me crazy when it comes uh, right, like, I, like I'll, I'll do the transaction, if you will, online, and I'm going to call it a transaction, not my favorite word, but that's what happens at that moment. Uh, when a moment later I received the survey, but I haven't even received the product yet. So that's kind of crazy. But, uh, and then to, to your thought, you know, there is a, I'm trying to remember the name of the company that I interviewed. Um, it's actually, I believe their new company name is called experience experience.com is their website. Their idea is in the middle of the experience, you receive surveys. But to make this work, and and hotels are a great example, you've got to tell the guest, when you get to the room, 
uh, we're going to text you a short little survey because if something's wrong, we want to fix it now because why live with that while you're here for the next day or two or three days? And I thought that's a brilliant way of positioning it, but you've got to position it the right way to get the response so that you can fix it. And to your point about still giving a good grade, I believe that if you fix it right, you might even get a higher grade. For sure. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I've I've definitely had experiences like that. That personally, and as, as as you can see, and and I think the thing with that is, if you're gonna start to do that real time check in, you're gonna double down on a bad experience. If you then, hey, we really care what's wrong. This is wrong, and then that still doesn't get fixed. So again, you you've got to be able to, as you spin those programs up and and things like that, be able to then resource and deliver. I think it's a, it's an excellent um, way to um to roll this type of thing out but you've got to then be able to back that up as you say which which companies are struggling to do right now because of of the labor shortage right i received an email not that long ago from the ceo of walgreens now this was not a personal email to me it was personal to all the customers of walgreens that are part of their you know list we go to walgreens cvs i mean but Mm -hmm. but uh, it was really interesting it started out saying you spoke and we listened this is what we heard you saying you wanted in our stores here's what's happening. And I kind of like that. Now, maybe that's just a marketing message, but it did make me feel like, oh, wow, they're listening to us, us mm-hmm. collectively as customers. All right. I know we don't have a ton of time left, but I want to ask you this. That and, and by the way, here's a great segue, because what I just mentioned, once you've collected information from your customers, companies need to do something with it. Um, they need to analyze it. They need to use it. They need to make changes with it. How do we communicate back to our customers or, or are we properly communicating back with our customers that change is happening? Yeah, I think, I think that's what we've seen, right? Too many times it feels like we take these surveys and this, we're just shouting into a, a void, into a black hole and, and not getting back. And I love, I love that Walgreens example in terms of, you know, being able to show uh, consistently month over month, quarter over quarter, what is the business doing to take on board feedback and listen to its most important constituents, which are the customers. So I think, you know, we've, uh, we've seen companies take the videos and, and actually leverage them through social and say, you know, having people that said, Hey, this is what we heard from multiple customers. They've shown a couple of video clips and then they've talked about what they've changed and just the level of engagement that that creates with the brand and, and, and belief that the brand is trying to do right by its customers is, is huge. Yeah, that's excellent. Excellent thought. All right. We are coming into the final question. And that is the one thing question. Is there one last nugget of information that you would like to share with us as we exit today's show? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'd, I'd probably double down on, on just the importance of, of not just listening and measuring, but driving real action. I think I think that's the biggest challenge for for companies right now is you know too many of these programs are set up purely to measure uh, and really we've got to we've got to make improvements and and it's tough for for people in the CX thing because it's they you know their role kind of sits uh, across multiple functions and they've got to they've got to drive engagement across those and then they've not always got the power to drive change because they're reporting to hey the web team the mobile app's got this problem or hey the guest team you know this is what customers are saying here and Again, just you know, the best companies in the world are really giving power to that that CX uh, those CX teams to drive change. Um, so yeah, I would, I would double down there. 
Yeah. And I would basically, I think what you're saying is that if you get the information, do something with it. In my mind, I see this hamster running on a wheel that's spinning around and around. And that hamster is going nowhere, but expending a tremendous amount of energy. When we take the energy cost and effort to uh, get the information back from our customers, yet we do nothing with it. I think we are missing huge opportunity. Thousand percent. Well said. Thank you, Dave, for sharing your insights. What I really love is timing, flexibility on how you get the information back from your customers and the personalization of the survey. Plus, you surrounded this with many great ideas. I love your solution using video as a medium to survey your customers. It's very personal at the same time. I feel like you're making an even better connection. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, appreciate it, Chip. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week with another amazing interview. So until then, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.